to Glory to Glory, the radio teaching ministry of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Join us now in our study as we open the Word together. Every good and perfect gift comes down from you, the Father of lights, where there's no variation or shadow of turning. It's you, God, not me. We have to fight. We have to endure. We have to hold on. Just because we're Christians, it doesn't mean that we're not going to have those temptations. Every day we'll be tempted in one way or another. I don't know what your temptation is, but I'll tell you who does. The enemy of your soul. You need to endure. You need to hold on. It's important to mention, I I believe I I touched on it, but I want to make sure temptation in in itself is not sin. Temptation itself is not sin. Some people get worked up when they're tempted. I've, I've ministered to people that come up, you know, they, they, they say, oh, pastor, you know, I, I had these thoughts and this, this thought. And I, and I says, well, are you acting on them? No, no, I'm not acting on that. But I, I get in these thoughts. I'm saying, so you're being tempted. Just resist it. I mean, it's not sin. It's not if you're not acting, if you're not playing with those thoughts and, and holding on to those thoughts. Hold on to Jesus. Endure. Do you notice We looked at the temporal blessing, but you notice there's an eternal blessing when we endure sin, when we hold on to the Lord in the midst of temptation. We receive the crown of life. I wish we knew more about this crown of life, don't you? We're going to get a crown. Some, you know, for those that endure, that those that don't fall to temptation, we're going to have this this special crown. I I found this picture. You know, just we're going to go to heaven, and, and somehow we're going to receive a crown. I sure hope that I receive a crown. I don't, you know, that'd be nice to, to, to have the crown of life. But did you, did you notice for the crown of life what it says? It says, which the Lord promised to those who love him. Do you love the Lord today? And there's a crown waiting for you. If you love the Lord, there's a crown waiting for you. Those that love him, it says. So when you love the Lord, you're going to have a special crown, this crown that James is talking about. But endure. You'll have a You'll have a crown that will last for all eternity. There's eternal blessings involved. Look at verse 13 again. Let no one say when he is tempted, verse 13, I am tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. Don't blame God. If you're blaming God when you're tempted, that's, that's silly. I literally, I, I ministered to someone a few weeks ago and he came up and he, and he wanted prayer and he says, you know, you know, I keep falling to this sin. I keep messing this up. And he goes, why does God do that? I go, do what? He goes, why does God allow me to, to be tempted with this? Why doesn't he just take it away? And I was like, no, no, you're blaming the wrong guy. <laughs> you're, you're blaming God. You should take the finger and bring it back here. Because no temptation is given to man that's not common to man that he doesn't allow an escape. He gives us an escape. So we, we, we're not to blame God for it. It's not God's fault. God can't tempt anyone. He's not tempted himself, and he doesn't tempt us. So you're blaming the wrong person if you're tempting God. I I think of Adam and Eve. Remember when Adam ate of the forbidden fruit? And what did he say? It's the woman whom you sent me, you gave to me. You notice he's blaming God, and he's blaming the woman. It's the woman you gave to me. Not my fault. I'll tell you, in our human sinful nature, we blame shift, don't we? I think we learn that at a very young age. We just shift the blame. Oh, but what about him? There's people I've worked with before, people I've served with before, and as soon as you say, hey, you know, I'm going to talk to you about something, oh, they start talking how bad this other person is. So much so, man, yours doesn't look half as bad as this person over here. <laughs> and it's called blame shifting. 
That worked on me for the last 20 years. I'm just starting to get it. And I was like, oh, they're blame shifting. I'm getting it. But that's terrible. We're not to blame shift. Don't blame God. Don't blame others. The best way to come out of it is just to admit it. When you take hold of sin, when you mess up and you take hold of it, just say, God, I, I messed up. Forgive me. I'm sorry. Because the Bible says if you confess your sin, he's faithful and just to forgive you of your sin. He'll cleanse you from all unrighteousness. So don't blame shift. I'll tell you, every time I've blame shift and blame someone else and try to act as if it, I don't grow. If you don't want to grow spiritually, just keep blame shifting. Keep saying, oh, his fault, her fault. That's the wife you gave me. That's the husband you gave me. What about you? Every time I've admitted my faults and admitted that I'm wrong, it, it, there's such growth spiritually when I say, Lord, it's me. Look at verse 14 if you can. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. That word enticed, if you're a note taker, and the word drawn away, they both have a meaning of taking the bait, the meaning of having a, a baited trap or a, a fish hook with bait on it. It's, you're drawn away, you're enticed. You're, there's, it, it talks about a trap. Realize when temptation comes, there's always a trap. It looks so good. Doesn't sin look good? The Bible says that sin is pleasurable for a season. It looks so good, doesn't it? You know, the different packages of sin. It's like, wow, that looks good. And you're like, wow, just, I, I really want that. I desire that. And you're holding on. You're like this. You're, oh, God, I'm holding on to you. But man, that looks so good. Don't let go. When that happens, it looks good. Keep holding on. Because if once you start taking your hand off of the things of God and his word and you start going towards it, realize there's a trap that's there. There's a hook that's there, and it's meaning to, to pull you, and that's what this is talking about. It's an enticement. There's bait there, and you're like, yeah, yeah. What about the internet today? There's so many traps on the internet today. I get images like this. You know, sometimes I just, you know, simple things I type in, I just, whoa, this crazy stuff, and I, and you know, I tell my wife, if I'm looking up a subject, like temptation, honey, you look up the images for temptation. Seriously. Because they're trapped, they're alluring. It's like, they're, it's like wow, check this. And it's just, you're, you're looking at it like, well, just maybe I'll take a look. And then you just, you use, I don't, you know, sometimes it's like curiosity. I'm just curious. And I just wonder, what is that? Or you read something on the internet and you're like, oh, I'm just curious. So then you just click on there. Watch out, there's a hook. There's a trap. Television, we don't even, thank you, Lord. Not that if you have television, I'm not saying I'm... The pastor says television's evil. I didn't say that. We just don't, we don't have television in our house. We just don't, we don't have time for television in our house. We have a TV screen. We get videos and stuff, but we don't. Because there's traps. Be careful. The devil's tricky. It's like sometimes even as Christians, we realize, I know there's a trap there. I know there's a trap there. But how do I get by this trap? No. Shun it. Run from it. Stay away from it. If you're that close to the trap, you better, you better run. Run back to your Lord Jesus Christ. Run back to the things of God. Run back to the goodness of the Lord. Run back to his word. If you've already been caught in a trap today, call out to God. He wants to set you free. Call out to God. Listen, call out to God and realize the trap's still going to be out there and don't go back. In Proverbs, it talks about how a dog returns to its vomit. Dogs, they're, they're so... They're, they're, <laughs> they don't get it sometimes. How about that? 
they'll go back. They'll, they'll excuse me for this illustration, but they'll they'll vomit and they'll go away and they'll look back. And they'll, well, that looks good. <laughs> and they'll eat it. I'm sorry if you had breakfast this morning, but listen, it's a disgusting. It's the Bible. And that's how we are many times. It's like, oh, that's terrible. I'm so sick. Oh, that was killing me. The 10 minutes later, well, I guess it's not so bad. And we dive back in. And the message for today is hold on, endure, hold on to God, and hold on and run away from those things. They, there's a trap. And nobody here can look at it, oh, pastor, I don't deal with temptation. I don't deal with that. I, I'm a saint. Well, you're a liar. <laughs> You're a lying saint, okay? <laughs> because everyone deals with temptation. Everyone. Yes, it's not so bad. The more you hold on to the Lord, the more you're in his word, the more, and it's, it's not so enticing. It's not so, you know, and you're able to endure. Yes, I agree with you a thousand percent. But the adversary, the devil, walks around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. So if we get to that place and say, oh, I don't have that anymore, Pastor. I'm just holier than you and holier than thou. And you just, just, you better, you know, you're preaching to yourself. You ain't preaching to me. You know, if you, if you that, then watch out for, for pride. Don't think you stand lest you fall. Don't think you stand lest you fall. That's where the devil wants you to be. And that holier than everybody, oh, I don't need you. you guys, you know, I've got this new Holy Spirit thing going on. I don't have this stuff. You know, I walk on the water. I walk on the clouds and all that. Yeah, well, walk, walk close to Jesus. That's all I got to say. Because he'll get you in pride. Beware. We have an adversary. I'll tell you, the labor of love is just phenomenal this year. It's been phenomenal every year, but it just seems like the Lord just is doing some great things. And, I mean, I don't even know where to start with things that, <laughs> that God was doing. There's a lady that came up to my wife and I, and she's just tears in her eyes. She said, Pastor, in November, I took enough drugs basically to kill a horse. And, and she said, I didn't die. She says, I'm a Christian. I know better. And she said, you know, I don't know why I didn't die. I should have died. And I said, well, God's not done with you yet. You know, I, I just wanted to end it. And she said, you know, when the message went out, she says, God spoke to me. I rededicated my life to the Lord, Pastor, and I, I gave myself, and she says, God touched my life. And I'm sure God touched many people's lives. There's a young man, uh, Pastor Chad and I, we got to baptize, and he had the word chill on his shirt. <laughs> young man, and he just rededicated his life to Christ, and he just, you know, he said, man, I've done some bad things. And he even said, when we, when we put me down in the water, he says, push, push me down hard. Like, like that's going to make a difference, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I think he wanted punishment for all that he's done. I don't know. We need Jesus. We need more of him. There's a traps. There's traps out there. This lady, she took the bait. She heard the enemy say, take these. These will end everything. This will help with the pain you're going through. And, and she took the bait, but God was there for her. I wish we could do a labor of love every day. I don't know if our bodies can endure it, though. <laughs> just to see the work of God just working in such a powerful way. Lives being touched. Well, you might be one of those that were touched yesterday. I want to say endure. Just hold on to Jesus. Hold on to his word. Stay in his word. Resist the devil. He shall flee. Draw near to God. He'll draw near to you. Resist the things of this world. The devil, our adversary, is so crafty. So crafty. He's been doing this for a long time. 
And without the wisdom of the Lord, the wisdom of his word, we're going to fall for his devices. We're going to, we're going to fall for his ways. But he's so crafty. Listen, that he, he causes the church, he causes individuals, he causes us to get so wrapped up in our life, the world, the flesh, different things that we're powerless if we do that. But when we repent, when we turn, when we go to the cross, when we give Jesus Christ our sins, when we ask to be filled with the Holy Spirit, <laughs> look out world. Because there's a dying world around us right now and people need Jesus. They don't need people that are so caught up in this world that they're no good for God. They need help. Craftiness of the enemy. He tempts us every single day. And if he can't get you in one area, he's going to try in another area. Don't take the bait. What's drawing you away from God today? What's keeping you from the blessings of the Lord today? What's keeping you from that profound joy that God wants to give you? What's keeping you from that satisfaction that only God can bring today? What is it? I, I like to say whatever it is today, turn from it. Turn to the Lord. Take hold of the Lord Jesus Christ. Allow him to be Lord. Lord means he is the master. Lord mean, he, means he calls the shots. Lord means he's the one that takes over your life. Have you done that today? Have you, have you turned away from the ways of this world? Are you still holding on? He doesn't say endure, hold on to the sin. He says endure, hold on to him. Hold on to his word. What's taking you away from the things of God? We have our high schoolers with us today, and we're so blessed to have. Let's give them a hand. I want to clap for the high schoolers in here today. And we love having you guys here, but we know at your age, too, there's all kinds of things that can come your way to, to bring temptation. But I want to tell you, here's an old man. <laughs> it's no fun. It's no good. I know, you know, we have experiences we go through, but I've gone through just about every experience this life has to offer. I don't think there's one experience, maybe one or two that I haven't. But let me tell you, every time it's empty, guys. And I bet you a lot of these people here can tell you the same thing. You'll never miss out when you hold on to Jesus Christ. You'll never miss out. Never. He has the words of eternal life. He has freedom. No matter what the other kids say to you, no matter what anybody says to you, don't listen to them. Don't worry about what they think. Only worry about what God thinks. Let God be your defense. So we're going to keep praying for you guys. We are so blessed for all of you guys. We pray for you guys all the time. But endure. Just keep holding on. You might not see immediate results, but let me tell you, you will get results with Christ. He will bless your life. So just keep holding on to him. Amen? Amen. Okay, real quick. I know I'm... Mark Twain said, it's easier to stay out, and he's talking about sin, than to get out of sin. It's easier to stay out of sin than get out of sin. Isn't that the truth? It's easier to stay out of it. Every time that I've you know, taken a hold of, you know, it's like I see it, it's like, oh, no, I know that's wrong. And then I go like, oh, I know that's wrong. It's not so bad. But whenever I went like this and I says, I know it's wrong, oh, then it's like it's not so easy to get out of. And then you're one with it. It's conceived. You're, you're one with that sin. And then you just got to run to the cross and say, God, set me free from that. I don't ever want to be separated from you. So another quote, someone once said, it's better to shun the bait than to struggle in the snare. So the snare is the trap. It's better to shun the bait than to struggle in the trap, like the little mouse with his helmet on. So don't fall for that. 
Verse 15, let's, let's wrap this up. Then when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, gives birth, excuse me, brings forth death. Do not be deceived, my beloved brethren. Death means separation, primary meaning of death. Sin separates. It'll separate you from fellowship. It'll separate you from a good, awesome prayer life. All you need to do is turn, though. You turn to God and repent, and God's right there for you. But also, as we wind down, it says, do not be deceived. Interesting word for deceived. It's, it means to go astray and to roam about, to wander. So it's a warning for us today. Don't wander. Don't be deceived. Don't go astray. You know what's right. So it's something in our sinful nature. We can, we can make up so many excuses why it's okay for our sin, can't we? Well, God understands. I've heard, I don't know how many times I've heard that. <laughs> it's like totally opposite what the Bible says, but then they'll say, well, pastor, but God understands. Like, well, you serve a different God then. God can't contradict his word. God doesn't understand, but he loves you. And all he's saying is turn from it. I, I want to bless you. And, and we can be so crafty in our mind. I, I know people that they say, you know, they talk about marriage. I can't get married, pastor, because this is going on. And they have the biggest stories, you know, and it's so complicated and this and this and this and that. And, or, you know, just need to get a job. and attend to, But they're still living together. I'm like, well, wait, what about God? What does God say? God can never, ever, ever bless sin. He'll never do it. Don't be deceived. We can self, be self-deceived. Do you want freedom today? Do you want to walk with the, the satisfaction of Christ living in you and reigning in you? Don't be deceived. Did you notice he says to my beloved brethren? He's talking about the believers here. Beloved brethren. He's talking, these are believers he's talking. He's not talking to the, the, the heathen world, those that are, no. He's talking to the believers. He's saying, don't be deceived. You know what's right. Just turn away from that. Turn away. It's so funny. A while back, my wife and I were, we needed a, a microwave. I think ours broke or something. And, and so we went to see a friend that worked at Lowe's at the time. And we went in there and there was a, a microwave. We told him what size. We needed a small one for, the, you know, for our counter. We couldn't be too big, blah, 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 blah. And he, so he brought us to the clearance place. Well, they didn't have a small one. They had this large one. And it was like two, it was $239. It was marked down to one, 191 He says, I could give you a good deal on this. I said, no, no, no. We're looking for small microwaves. Said, that's huge. That, that's never, you know, it won't even fit in the spot. He goes, well, let me just see what I can get for it. You know, and it's two thirty nine. He comes back, he goes, I can give it to you for 75 bucks. We're like, well, take it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm carrying this thing up the stairs. And I mean, it looks so small in the showroom, but the thing was like growing as I'm walking up the stairs. I'm like, <laughs> and we set it on our counter. It was like taking up half the counter space. We're like, we took the bait. We were deceived. Thank God we brought it back and they took it back. And it was like, even though, check it out. For, we brought it to another Lowe's. We were embarrassed to go back, I guess, to our friend. So we go to another Lowe's. And they're like, no way, you didn't buy that for 75 bucks. And the, the lady that was doing it, she goes, I'm going to buy this thing. You know, it's like, I hope it fits on your counter. That's all I can say. You know? <laughs> but I think of that with sin. It's like, it's like, no, 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 no. I'd never think of that. Oh, really? Only this? Okay. <laughs> Like, what are you thinking? Don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. You know it's right. Don't fall for it. Great verse that goes with it. 
It's probably one of my two favorite verses in the Bible. I have many, but these are, and I love quoting this because it, it gives so much hope. Hebrews 4, 15 and 16. Hebrews 4, 15 and 16. For we do not have a high priest, and this is speaking about Jesus, who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points, do you notice the word tempted? As we are. God is saying that we don't, we don't have a high priest that, that cannot sympathize with what we go through. It, it, it's saying that we have a high priest. Jesus Christ, our high priest, he's gone through everything we've gone through. He, every temptation you, you experience, you can go to your high priest that says, yet without sin, he never sinned. Jesus never sinned. But he sympathizes with us. So when we go to him and say, God, I need help. You know, you know that thing over there? That I, everything in me wants to go that way. Everything in me wants to do wrong. And it, but you go to your high priest and say, please help me. And it says he sympathizes with us. He understands. He, he walked this earth. He had no sin, but he, he sympathizes. He knows the difficulties we go through every day. We have a sympathetic Savior. And then if if that's not good enough, it only gets better. And then it says, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of, can we say that word together? Grace. Grace. Come boldly through the, in other words, you're going through temptation. You might have fallen. You might have fell in a trap. But he's saying there's a throne that's available to you, and it's a throne of grace. And you might say, well, what's so exciting about that? Well, let me tell you what's so exciting about that. The throne of God that we serve, it's a throne of unmerited favor. And he doesn't say just, oh, well, you know, when you're done with your thing, when you, when you clean yourself up, when you get yourself better, when you turn away from all that terrible stuff, you, you come see me to this throne of judgment. No, he says, come boldly, come immediately, run to my throne, and it's unmerited favor that I'm going to give you. And if, it was, if, if that verse stopped right there, and if that's all he had to say, I would say, this is huge. But it even gets better. Not only is it a throne of grace, but guess what? You obtain mercy on top of it. So you repent of your sin. You turn to him. You say, Lord, I need help. He says, okay, it's a throne of grace. Come on in. And you're like, well, is it okay that I come in? I'm so condemned. I I feel terrible. He says, well, I'm not condemning you. Just come on in boldly. Don't even worry. Just come right now. And not only that, I have a gift for you. It's waiting for you up here in my throne. You're like, what? I just messed up. No, guess what? You're going to obtain some mercy. I'm going to give you some mercy. You're going to give me something? Yeah, I want you to come here. I want to bless you. I'm going to give you mercy. I have a gift for you, and it's called mercy. And if that's not enough, not only am I going to give you mercy, but I'm going to help you. I'm going to give you grace for your time of need. I know what you're going through. I know it's difficult. I know everything you're going through. So you take the gift of mercy with you, but also my favor is with you, son. You go out, and you fight the good fight of faith, and I'm going to be with you every step of the way. I'm with you. My favor's on your life. Just don't take hold of that sin. You run away from that stuff. Amen? One more verse, and then we're going we're gonna to close, okay? Just one more, because this verse has been just blessing me. 1 John 3.20. This is for anybody that messed up, and you're under condemnation. The Apostle John says, 1 John 3.20, For if our heart condemns us, God is greater than our hearts. That's a powerful verse. Let me tell you what it doesn't mean. It doesn't mean if your heart's condemning you because you're practicing sin every day, oh, don't worry, God's okay with it. He's, he's greater than your heart. It doesn't mean that, but it means if you turn to him, you turn away from your sin and you repent, he's not going to condemn you. He's greater than your heart. And you walk with all confidence. And if your heart is bringing condemnation, God's greater than your heart. You give that condemnation to him and you walk in the fullness of his spirit. Amen?
Amen. So as we close, again, as we close, every one of us deal with temptation every day. Let's endure. Let's run to the throne of grace. Let's take hold of eternal life. Let's take hold of our Lord and let's, let's stay close with Him. But let's realize that He gives us power over our sin by the power of His Spirit. Listening to Glory to Glory with Pastor Joe Pettick, an outreach of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. If you would like to enter into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, call now at 714-788-8221. That's 714-788-8221. We'd like to extend an invitation to visit us here at Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Our address is 16450 Pacific Coast Highway in Huntington Beach, California, 92649. We're located in Peter's Landing Marina in Huntington Harbor. Our Sunday service times are 10 a.m. and 12 o'clock noon. Our Tuesday evening Bible study begins at 7 p.m. Now, may we continue to go to His throne of mercy as He changes us from glory to glory.